Pablo's Intuition Conversations and Episodes from a Young Spaniard's Awakening to His Intuition Excerpted from the novel A Voice Beyond Reason Written and narrated by Matthew Felix Voice Without Words You told me to listen? I have been, and I've been hearing things. Of course you have. After what you've been through, inevitably your heart and mind are awash in a host of emotions, memories, even regrets. Yeah, but that's not what I mean. Not, not those kind of things. Oh? Pablo paused to find the right words. No, it's like I know things. Not even important things. But I know them. Or I almost do, even when I don't have any reason to. I don't know how to explain it. Ah, yes, Victor smiled. Those things. Pablo hadn't shown any signs of helping himself to the grapes. Having waited as long as courtesy dictated, Victor took some for himself, discovering they were worth every bit of the effort. When we stop the chatter, when we sit back and just listen, sometimes we hear not only what's being said around us, he remarked, but inside us as well. We hear our inner voice, that voice without words, our intuition. Pablo thought back on his experiences. Not quite a voice, more than a feeling. It just started happening. You mean you just started paying attention? No, my friend, you can rest assured that your intuition has always been there, even though you may not have paid it any mind or given it a name. I don't know. I mean, how would I know? What is it? Victor once again fell silent. Popping a few more grapes into his mouth, he looked into the sky as though his answer were slowly forming there taking shape like clouds coalescing from crystalline drops of vapor. As I said, intuition is that voice inside you. It's going with your gut, feeling it in your bones, or listening to your heart. You see? All those expressions refer to your intuition. It's not thinking, but feeling. Don't think? You're taking my words a little too far, the old man countered lightheartedly. Of course you have to think. I wish wish more people would. And for that matter, in a deliberate, rational way. Reason, after all, is an essential, invaluable tool. But not only is it far from infallible, it's far from the only one we have at our disposal. Like our intuition. Exactly. Victor having given him plenty of food for thought, Pablo finally partook of the food on the table, taking a cluster of grapes. Does everyone have it? Intuition, I mean, he wondered. It's not really a question of having it or not. I mean, true, we talk about our intuition, but that's more a reference to an experience than it is to something tangible that's possessed, per se. But but yes, I would say everyone has the ability to be open and attuned to their intuition. Then why doesn't anybody talk about it? People do talk about it all the time, Victor contested, even though they don't always realize it. Oh yeah, going with your gut and all that. Expressions such as those, but also, for example, our tendency to explain certain otherwise inexplicable decisions by saying that something just felt right. Or, when we find ourselves at a loss for any other explanation, by blankly offering, I just knew it. Similarly, when someone's going around in circles, grappling with a difficult decision, we advise them not to overthink it. In other words, perhaps to open up to what their intuition might have to say, and not rely solely on reason, particularly once its limits have been reached. Its limits? What do you mean? 
We insist on using reason when it's no longer appropriate. Like a drug we won't stop taking, even when it's no longer helping our symptoms, we get hooked on it. And when we do, that overdependence sends us running around in circles, chasing our tails like dogs. That struck a chord. Pablo had no trouble understanding how dwelling on something too long could leave a person going round and round, getting nowhere. What's worse is that not only are we overdependent on it, Victor mused, but when we do put reason to use, or at least attempt to, we're often horrible at it. Indeed, except when employed by the most adept of practitioners, reason becomes as malleable as clay in the potter's hands. But something's either true or not, isn't it? I'm not talking about truth itself changing, the old man cautioned. What I'm saying is that often we're not very good at using reason to get to it. I'm saying that what we suppose to be true is, just as often as not, based upon flawed logic, on our inability to effectively use this tool with which we've been blessed on the one hand, and cursed, given our ineptitude and overdependence on it, on the other. And yet at the same time, somehow we manage to be incredibly gifted at manipulating it to serve our needs, to spin it into whatever conclusion it is we'd like to see. Taking another cluster of grapes, Pablo took a moment as well. He needed to mull over everything he'd just heard. Now that I know about my intuition, he eventually asked, is it going to keep happening? Of course, but how much is largely up to you. Why do you say that? Because just like any faculty, you can choose to develop your intuition or not. Really? How would I develop it? By doing exactly what you've been doing, Victor explained. By listening to that little voice, to that impulse in your gut, to that feeling in your heart. You just keep listening. In a way, it's similar to dreams. Many people have no recollections of their dreams when they wake up. Once they make a conscious decision to start paying attention, that starts to change. As it does, they quickly realize that holding on to their dreams is difficult. So they begin writing them down, paying even more attention. That, in turn, fuels the cycle, and soon the combination of intent, observation, and action opens up a whole new world of insight. Fostering an awareness of your intuition works in much the same way. <laughs>